one of the reasons why we started Break the Cycle was to help people understand some of the mental loops or behavior patterns that they were experiencing. And the reason why we did that was because Viju and I went through that journey uh, ourselves. In my case, one person who helped me out the most uh, was Tanvi Bhandari, who happens to be my guest for this episode. She's been a counselor uh, for since 2012. Uh, she's started her own counseling uh, organization called Anchorage with, for the past three years. And she's been one of the major reasons why I consider myself sane. Uh, we talk about uh, self-love. We talk about codependency. We talk about how a lot of these, a lot of the attachments that we have to certain identities uh, all come down to how we've kind of given away our power. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, I do want your feedback on this. Uh, and uh, we'll try and get her on for, for a few more. But for now, uh, I hope you enjoy this. What's up, Doc? Hi. Hi. <laughs> finally. I, finally. I told you we we're going to go right off the bat on this one. Yes, I, I expected <laughs> that to happen. But it's been a long 20 days getting 20, here. 20 plus days getting here. How yeah. many times did we try and record this? I think at least twice. At we least made concrete plans, plans at least twice. twice. Yeah, and we've spoken about this every single week, at least twice a week. For a month. For a month. Yes, more than that. Maybe a month and a half. Oh, I wait. Feel like yeah, a month talking, and a half. Yeah. We were talking about this before we even started. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. You know exactly what we're going to talk about. Um, I wanted to do this as naturally as possible. Sure. Because it's not every day that you get a mental health professional to kind of be on a mic and not be formal. At least not in my experience. I've never been formal, so they should be easy. easy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. So, first off, straight up, what do you think uh, break the cycle means? And how many cycles have you experienced, at least? Because I'm sure you've seen, you've met a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? Who, Who come to you, who reach out to you, because ultimately, and this is me generalizing. Right. Um, We're all going through some pattern or a Mm -hmm. repeat pattern, which we've come to realize that it's a pattern and it's very hard to break out of it. Coming to realize that you're in a pattern that needs to be broken is a big step. Right. Which not everybody goes through. Mm -hmm. So that itself is step one. (laughs) Step one is identifying what needs to... No, step one is identifying something's wrong. Right. Step two is identifying what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And step three is trying to figure out what to change. So it's... It's not easy mm-hmm. and most people don't realize it till something really, really goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody sits down to introspect, mm-hmm. which is something that we should all be doing regularly. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, we don't even realize that we're in a bad pattern. Right. Well, let let me go back to your first question. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me break this up into two yeah. statements. Right. And let's just start with... Um, when a person is conceived. Okay. So perception, information gathering, processing of information starts then. Mm-hmm. We have too many stories in all mythologies right. that we cannot contest the fact that the minute a baby is conceived, mm-hmm. um, information gathering starts that second. 
Okay. Right? Everyone yeah. you could figure out how to get through a tuck review. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so I'm not even going that far. I'm saying um the child the mother is carrying picks up on impressions, picks mm-hmm. up on voices, picks up on who they like, who they don't like. Right. Through what the mother is feeling. Mhm. So it all starts then and then they go through 9 months of this really comfortable lovely environment and then they just burst out into the really cold unfeeling crazy ass world where there's so much information. Yeah, It's a lot of noise, right? Yeah. Lot of noise, lot of color, lot of people, lot of uh temperature change. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Yeah. Ev- all five senses are now working on over or are over right yeah. whatever the word is. So Imagine a brand new computer. Uh-huh. Okay, so it comes pre-loaded with a bunch of apps. Right. That's what the newborn baby is. <laughs> okay. Basically, yeah. right? So yeah. whatever it went through from the what it ate, what it thought about, what music it listened to is the pre-installed applications that come with your computer or phone or whatever electronic device you want to think of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Now, that's an interesting way to look at it, but yeah, uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> So no I like to think of I like to think of you know this you yeah. really, I try to find metaphors which are easy to understand <laughs> <laughs> So now every picture that you take every file that you create every excel sheet that you put formula in yeah. are tiny files that you're saving on your computer Uh-huh When you start you probably have one or two folders Right And as time goes on you keep dividing these files into multiple folders. Yeah. Right? So you keep reorganizing. Uh-huh. Then once in a while if you're good and you you like your computer you're going to do a defragmentation process. Right. Right? So yeah. what is that? That's basically making the information that you have more coherent. Right. Now let's look at it from a baby's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um I grew up with a younger brother so I noticed him grew you know going through this and mm-hmm. figuring this out on along the way mm-hmm. and I remember that when he was about a year and a half old he had three words that he would use right everything round was ball okay everything humanoid was mama and everything hairy was bow bow <laughs> which made for some very very awkward conversations when we had hairy people in the house oh boy <laughs> So, okay, I imagine that now. Right? right. Yeah. Now, in scientific terms, these things are called meme. Right. Right. So, uh, basically your your folders are called meme. Now, these meme keep growing and evolving just like your folders do. Mhm. Right? So, as we get more information, mm-hmm. we keep reevaluating the information that we have. Mhm. And then we stop doing that. Okay. Which is the bad thing. Mhm. So we decide that this is for example we figure out okay this is mom right mom's going to feed us mom's going to give us comfort when we cry right. she's going to be the first responder mm-hmm. and we just assume that's going to happen right we stop trying to figure it out so mm-hmm. as children grow older they'll stop crying or asking for food when they mm-hmm. don't see their mother around because they know that the primary the person, provider is not there or the person who's there like if it's their sibling they're going to be like yeah this person's not going to help me out so there's no point in wasting this energy right right so now some of these things are really helpful mm-hmm. they help us in reducing time taken to solve a problem mm-hmm. but sometimes these things need to be reevaluated but we've stopped reevaluating we've just assumed this as fact okay those are the cycles that we need to break mm-hmm. for example you go through a bad situation you i mean If you really go into this every stereotype right every uh, every statement which is racist is based on one of these things 
Okay. We picked up somebody picked up something. Somebody uh-huh. said, "Okay, people like this have this characteristic and we just keep assuming that's what's going to happen. Our whole male female gender stereotypes are based on that, right? We just yeah. assume men are going to be whatever strong, not have too many emotions, mm-hmm. will want to be the highest earner in the family. We just right. make these assumptions. Right. We're all, I mean, that's that's largely what the conversation is right now, right? We're trying to fight that whole Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. The fact that we stop reevaluating mm-hmm. is the problem. Everything okay. needs mm-hmm. to be reevaluated at some time or the other. We need to update our system. Right. Our phone gives us an alert. It's mm-hmm. time to install your next um I O whatever, you know, operating system. Operating system, yeah. But our brains don't do that. Mm-hmm. So that's basically um how the brain works when mm-hmm. we're talking about cycles and patterns. Mm-hmm. Now, um how do we get people to that point because again um i think you would you would reach that stage of evaluation or introspection also if you're aware like how do you bring them to that awareness we love thinking that it's everybody else's fault and the whole world is against us okay so yeah. that's the thought mm-hmm. right that's the thought that that's the first thought that needs to be challenged when something goes wrong when you find things aren't working out you have to have the courage to ask yourself am i doing something wrong mm-hmm. is it me mm-hmm. and be honest with yourself to actually see if it's you and then that's your first trigger to understand if there's something that you need to fix right okay because that's the only way think about it if you just sit with yourself and are constantly evaluating every decision every thought you're going to drive yourself mad pretty much yeah there's yeah. a reason why therapy only happens one hour one once a week mhm because if you were to do that every day every hour think about it that's terrible oh man that's it's it's torture then it's no longer helpful <laughs> if you're second guessing yeah. everything mm-hmm. what can you accomplish right so the idea is not to just sit and and reevaluate whether you should drink water or you should drink soda or whether you should drink whiskey or whether you should drink beer mm-hmm. that's not the idea mm mm-hmm. The idea is that just when something's when something's going wrong, or when mm-hmm. you're feeling like you're you're um, you are meeting like you know, so many people say that um, you know people over here are just like this. Or people these days, मेरे दिन अच्छे नहीं हैं. You know, people are just <laughs> not reacting positively right, to me. Right. Yeah. And that's we just put it on the other people. We say okay, दिन अच्छे नहीं हैं, and other people are reacting negatively to me. We don't say. am i doing something which is causing this reaction in more than one person right that that actually makes sense because i mean statements like this uh, there are a lot of those i spoke to one of my previous guests who who you're, you who you also know uh rajneesh right right who in case people have forgotten was a competitor uh, is now and uh, working towards being an ultra marathon runner is a coach and a lot of what a lot of the statements that we've heard are oh my god you're so talented or oh my god you kind of you guys are so driven or so committed um we could never do that so that kind of does sound like it's an automatic preconditioned excuse that we're giving ourselves yeah absolutely you've just you've decided mm-hmm. how do you make out of that choice okay. success is a choice right now 
आई एम अ काउंसलिंग साइकोलॉजिस्ट एंड आई से आई वॉन्ट टू बी एन एस्ट्रोनॉट इन टू ईयर्स एंड आई से इट डजेंट हैपन सो सक्सेस वॉज नॉट अ चॉइस दैट्स नॉट बींग रियलिस्टिक राइट द ओल्डेस्ट फेबल गॉड हेल्प्स दोज हेल्प दम सेल्फ डज in fact work okay. so you have to decide you want to do something and then you have to work towards it mm-hmm. so that brings me to another point that i love talking about in sessions which mm-hmm. is agenda focused behavior right if you've decided that you want to do something mm-hmm. then you need to work backwards and understand okay what is it that i need to do which is going to help me get this goal mm-hmm. what ends up happening is we start focusing on smaller goals okay right we start we we break down our goals which is what we need to do mm-hmm. and then all 100% of our attention and our focus and our energies go mm-hmm. towards achieving the f- the first level of goal right and that may not be always in line with the in the, the, the eventual yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for example i once had a client who wanted his his thought his goal was to gain more respect at work and have people understand that he is of value Okay. And one time his boss kind of shouted at him in a very, you know, mean way or whatever, mm-hmm. in a very rude way, and he went and threw a tantrum in his in her room that, you know, how could you say this to me? Why would you talk to me like this? This was so rude. I'm so insulted. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think the boss is going to think about this person? Mm. The Egoistic, boss is going to right, tantrum, yeah. Sensitive. Sensitive, yeah. Not worthy of respect that comes with being a mature uh, in control individual right so he basically lost what he was trying to achieve mm-hmm. right there yeah all right it brings you to an interesting point because um so you and i have gone uh, we've had this discussion and we've gone back and forth about this as well um it's the whole point of being in control and understanding what your emotions going to be and kind of either i mean figuring out a way to respond to that versus surrendering to whatever comes now you've said two things which are both different right you trying to be in control of your mm-hmm. emotions is mm-hmm. the worst thing that you can do it's what gives people thyroid oh boy yeah okay so it's it's been talked about a lot mm-hmm. i have a lot of people in my family who are suffering from thyroid mm-hmm. and if you look at it from a spiritual energy block point of view it's mm-hmm. basically the block of the uh, throat chakra which happens right. when you don't speak your truth truth yeah which also happens when you try and swallow down your emotions mm-hmm. trying to be in control of your emotions is the worst thing that you can do okay what you need to be in control of is your behavior that translates into your reaction to your emotion i'm angry does mm-hmm. that mean i can go and slap someone no of course it doesn't. Not. yeah hmm. does that mean that i shouldn't be angry no mm-hmm. i need to own my anger right i need to release my anger mm-hmm. in a healthy way okay not in a way that hurts somebody else right mm-hmm. but trying to suppress my anger is going to hurt me it's going to give me high bp yeah that's that's true but i'm still going to go back to that argument right. of in control and surrender surrender to what so um i'm again going to go back to the first episode that i had with uh, with vijay raj in guy in case people you guys haven't heard it uh go check that out he speaks about letting go of the illusion of control that things are actually in your control nothing outside of your decision to behave in a certain way is in your control okay I agree with him completely on that point. Mm-hmm. You cannot control whether it's going to rain, right? Or the sun is going to shine. Mm-hmm. You're not going to control whether you're you're going to meet ten traffic lights on your way home or just one. Absolutely. 
So if you sit around worrying and mm-hmm. stressing and putting all your energy towards having other people or other external things work for you, mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Right. You're not going to win this battle. Mm-hmm. And when you lose, you're going to feel so terrible about it and so you know, depressed about it that tomorrow you're not even going to try to do anything. <laughs> because you wanted it to not rain and it rained. How yeah. could that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all kind of go like, what is with this traffic? Why am I in this traffic? How could exactly. this person say this to or me? I'm going to leave at this time and leaving at this time means that I'm going to reach home in 47 minutes mm-hmm. and it takes 52. Yeah. And we're like, why? What the hell? How could this happen to me? Makes me kind of go like all of us are mini control freaks in a way. <laughs> about everything other than what we can control which is our reaction yeah. it's in my control to get irritated mm-hmm. or say well there's nothing I can do about this so let me spend the extra five minutes listening to good music mm-hmm. or we learning don't think or that. anything of that sort yeah or listening to this podcast oh yeah <laughs> whatever works right I mean we're not yeah. thinking like that we're thinking what the hell I wanted to reach home at this time stupid mm-hmm. traffic stupid person whose car got broken down mm-hmm. stupid flyover that was you know whatever blocked for X reason mm-hmm. stupid security uh, checkpoints because it's 26 Jan I mean it whatever Yeah. we're not focusing on is this in my control no mm-hmm. okay so what can I do about it mm-hmm. what can I do to make my life better right now yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I hope, I hope the message gets through though, because <laughs> a so, lot of us. I mean, again, you and I have had this discussion over and over again about a lot, of, and we've met certain people as well who who would like whether they are aware of it or not, essentially want to control every outcome that they're faced with, which kind of makes me because I mean I've tried I've kind of worked in the competitive side as well. I mean I was trying to prepare for a fight. I took a back seat because I wasn't uh, well. But even there, like, even even when you're training, there's this whole point of you have to control your opponent, but then you still can't control the outcome of what happens. You can't control the opponent. You can, however, control yourself and your reaction to your opponent. Mm-hmm. That's what you can control. That's what right. the focus needs to be on. Mm-hmm. Not on why did he swipe, why did he swing right instead of left? Yeah. No, if he swings right, what should I do about it? Mm-hmm. How do I make sure that I still come out a winner? Right. We don't think like that. Yeah. We're sitting and saying, why did he not behave the way I wanted him to behave? Mm-hmm. Why did he not react the way I wanted him to react? Yeah. We don't think about this is what is reality. Mm-hmm. What should I do about it to achieve my eventual goal? Mm -hmm. We've actually, you know, just a week ago is when I actually realized that I was stuck in um, a mental block, a cycle, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You remember we've been talking about intermittent fasting and my attempt to do it. And I always said, I can't do it Uh because I leave, uh, you know, I leave for work at 8.30 in the morning. I have to eat my breakfast at 8 and I don't Mm -hmm. come home before 8. Today I won't even reach home at 8. Yeah. And so I have to eat later. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, why have I made these rules for myself? (laughs) I started eating a little bit extra for breakfast. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel hungry till 4, 4.30. And then I have a really nice, heavy whatever meal you want to call it at 4.35. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to eat dinner then. Makes sense. I make it in the 8-hour window. I eat as much as I need to. I do not go to sleep hungry. Mm -hmm. 
but there's always a way out depending on what i want to achieve yeah, there's always an adaptation response there's always a solution if right. i look for a solution if mm-hmm. i'm looking for a way for the world to revolve around my problem mm-hmm. never going to be successful mm-hmm. if it happens it's pure luck and we should not count on it <laughs> <laughs> right so i'm not uh you spoke about one of the cycles that yeah. you've broken what are the other ones that you've experienced over a period of time if you're comfortable sharing well fitness has always been a big one mm-hmm. i used to be the person who used to well at one point of time i used to go to the gym for 15 minutes in a day right um, mm-hmm. <laughs> i used to jump on the treadmill for 10 right. and then i used to do 5 minutes of weights and i used right. to feel really good about it and by the way placebo effect or whatever it was i actually lost a lot of weight during yeah. that year yeah um but then for whatever reasons i was in a funk myself and i mm-hmm. moved cities and i stopped exercising and then i became the person who used to wake up at 9 every morning right and my mom decided we we lived together so we wanted to exercise together mm-hmm. and she wanted to leave the house at 7 in the morning and that was like this okay like, how can you do this to me <laughs> this is terrible no way uh-huh. and i also remember that i used to get extremely mad at her if we wouldn't be home within like an hour and a half of us leaving cuz i'd be like i'm hungry i want to eat now right um i now in the summer months wake up at 5:30 wow How did you get to that point? Really it was just I stopped resisting. Mhm. I that's it. I stopped resisting. Okay. Because I had decided that I deserve to wake up at 8:00 in the morning at the earliest. Mhm. I just took that thought away. Right. I said I deserve to exercise and keep myself fit. Mhm. That's it really. I just changed the thought. <laughs> it sounds so it sounds simple and it yeah. is simple in Um I mean it's not a complicated decision to make. Exactly. Yeah. But it is not simple in application. Of right. course I understand that I went through many months of struggle with my own brain to get here. Right. Um would you really, say then would you say then that the choice is simple but the application is not easy? I would say the application is one of the most difficult things to do. Right. Because we hate mm-hmm. making it about us. Mhm. In that way. Wait, you're going to have to refer you're going to have to explain that to me. So I know a lot of people we this is a common phrase right stop right. making it about you right we love talking about the problems right we hate talking about what we can do to solve solve the, problem. the problems yeah we want the other person to come up, come up with a solution or we want the other person to just change things so that it suits us right uh huh we yeah. hate being accountable and responsible we hate being accountable for our emotions <laughs> you yeah. did this so i'm happy You This didn't happen so I meditated. Right. We never own our emotions. We never say this happened and I got irritated because this happened. Mhm. I was really happy because XYZ. Right. I enjoyed this. Mhm. So when it's me who's mm-hmm. doing the enjoying who's mm-hmm. actively participating in the activity right then I can just as easily enjoy something else mm-hmm. right so I can go from enjoying an ice cream and I can just as easily enjoy a piece of cake right but if I say you know um because there was ice cream in the house I had a lovely dinner then I've made myself dependent on that ice, ice cream, cream lying in the house yeah so I'm dependent on the ice cream the item being there i'm also dependent on the person who brought the ice cream mm-hmm. it's too much pressure to put on the ice cream or the other person i mean come on 
what did they ever do that I'm making them responsible for my happiness? Yeah. And then what also happens is absence of ice cream means absence of happiness. Right. Now, ice cream could be an electronic gadget, um, a big possession, jewelry, a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our biggest addiction today is to people. Oh, yes. That relationship, that person. Mentor. That friend. That friend. That mentor, yeah. Where do you think that where do you think this advent of a very rather highly codependent society comes from? Because I've been on that side of the fence, and we've we've spoken about that as well. We have not evolved the way we should. Have. I mean, I don't think we've we're we're catching up with where we need to be. Is what my understanding of it is. I think we've had this conversation before when mm-hmm. we were nomads and we were out in the forests, mm-hmm. and we were just surviving for ourselves. We realized that having a civilization, having a group of people working together, doing different tasks, being dependent on each other, and mm-hmm. all of them protecting mm-hmm. from the wild helped. Right. So the thought of them before me mm-hmm. was helpful. Right. So the collective before the individual. Yeah. We're no longer living in that society. Mm-hmm. And we're also no longer living alone out in a cave where it's me before you. Right. Right. We're living in a situation in a society where the thought needs to be me for us. I'm going to look after myself mm-hmm. so that I can be a productive um, contributor to society. Okay. Because if I don't have anything, mm-hmm. what am I going to give someone else? Makes sense. But what stops us from getting there? I guess it's just not reached the social consciousness yet. And mm-hmm. I think that the more we talk about it, the more each one of us goes out and challenges people when they're thinking like this, mm-hmm. the sooner it will happen. Right. It's a wave. It's happening. The fact that we're actually talking about this mm-hmm. and putting it out there is, right. a, is a sign that the, mm-hmm. you know, the winds are shifting. Right. It just takes a while. Yeah. There has been this huge uh, uptake in the conversation around self-love. Um, I also feel that there's a lot of myths attached to it. Like what? Or rather, a lot of confusions attached to it. I mean, like what? I don't think we differentiate between self-care and self-love. And what is your understanding of the two thoughts? Two I mean, terms? okay, sitting down, going for the massage. Is what? Is self-care. And in is my not opinion. self-love? I would say self-care is a part of self-love. So self-care is an activity. Right. Self-love is an attitude. Right. But okay. So how so would you? So they're very, very closely connected. Mm-hmm. And you can't have one without the other. You cannot care for yourself and you don't love yourself, and you're not gonna love yourself without caring for yourself. True that. But um, all right. Let's let's also look at it from the perspective of I'm gonna feed myself cake, mm-hmm. and that's self care and that's self love. Versus I'm gonna get up and exercise, and that's that's. That's difficult. Why would I put myself through that torture? And I'm only bringing this out there because of a conversation I've had with someone. And this is just to kind of get that So let's understand this concept. Right. I have high sugar. Yeah. Or I have high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to stuff my face with chips and cake. Mm-hmm. Because that's self-care or self-love. No, that's a contradictory statement. Right. So what are you saying? Wait, what? Again? <laughs> I have just got my blood test back and right. I have high cholesterol and high sugar. Right. And I decide to go outside and buy a kg of cake and eat it all the time right. because I love myself. I don't think that that's self-love or self-care. Exactly. Right. 
So what do you ex- what what is what is the comparison about exercise and eating a piece of cake? I mean, essentially, uh, it's also so. Okay, let yeah. me just not make you uh, search for it too much. <laughs> what I'm saying is context. Right. What is the context of a person saying I want to eat cake versus a person saying I want to exercise? Mm-hmm. Ideally, they should be able to do both. Ideally, they should be able to do both. That's correct. So there's this uh, this book that a friend of mine just told me about, and I'm gonna read. And I and I do believe in the idea. And it says the body keeps score, which we've talked about. We've yes, talked about how it does. The body, um, everything that our mind does not want to process or isn't done processing, it just push, pushes out into a limb or a muscle or some part of our body. And right. our brain basically says, you know what? It's your problem now. You deal with it. Yeah. And we're walking around with a frozen shoulder or a, or a bad knee or a dodgy elbow. Right. But it's actually something emotional that we're carrying over there. Right. Because then it may not be something anatomically wrong with you. See, it also works the other way. When you are mentally stressed and your brain is overworked, you are that much more prone to accidents. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean the absence of an anatomical problem. Mm-hmm. It just means that the brain was very much part of this. Right. The brain was so preoccupied that your self-preservation instincts were off. Mm-hmm. You were again dependent on something for, yeah. No, I mean, so you 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 hit your toe against the wall because yeah. you were not, you were not working at optimum efficiency. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that the toe is not really hurt. Yeah. Or doesn't need a plaster. Of course. Right? Or, yeah. or you've not actually broken your wrist or whatever. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you take away the biological, physiological aspect of it. Right. It just means that the mental aspect was a huge contributor to this physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Of course, there could be times when there's nothing physically wrong. It's just a mental um, creation, um, a projection of sorts. Right. So that's possible too. Mm-hmm. But let's. I'm saying let's not just say, let's not just put it out there that if you are suffering from a muscle pull or you've hurt yourself in some way, mm-hmm. we're saying, you know what? It's just all in the mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> not it's not. Necessary. It's not, yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. But have you ever noticed when you're fighting that you end up getting hit more when your head's not in the game? Absolutely. So what does that mean? Absolutely. Like, it takes me a while to kind of reset and go, all right, get your head back in the game and I see an instant shift because then I'm more... Ag- um, It's a double-edged sword because there are times when I'm more aggressive. So my self-preservation is off. It's more attack, attack, attack and win. Um, However, there is that sweet spot where I just go, okay, I'm getting hit. It's better to kind of just save myself, get my head back in the game, calmly approach this. Doesn't winning also involve not getting hit too much so that you're not knocked out? So (laughs) you really can't win if you're putting yourself in too much danger. Yeah. You know, like... Running out in battle and people keep shooting you. Yeah, that you're not the Terminator. You're not. <laughs> you're not gonna win this battle. Yeah, so absolutely. There is, there, you have to be in a space where you can't get hit, but you're hitting. Ideally, yeah, that's the the fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. That you can shoot everyone around you, but nobody can shoot you. Yeah, that's that, that's. Yeah, you're agile enough to just move, or adapt to a situation. I think that's that's what we're getting at. Right. I mean, also because you're you're putting yourself in harm's way, mm-hmm. there's a certain percentage of risk that you're taking. Mm-hmm. So you are going to get hit. Right. But there has to be your self-preservation needs to be enough that you don't get hit that much that mm-hmm. you stop functioning. Right. Because then you lost the game that you were trying to win. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right. I'm going to move to my next question. Um, so a lot of people are 
and you've you you've noticed this a lot of people are not really open to the idea of taking care of themselves mentally like for example reaching out i still feel that reaching out for therapy is uh, still considered something that's taboo as far as the discussion is concerned while Because we are talking a, a lot more about it who loves you so why should you need anyone else for support yeah how do we break out of that by realizing that when you have a cold you go to a doctor <laughs> so when you have a dysfunction of a mental sort there's no harm in going to a therapist for a time for mm-hmm. a while till mm-hmm. you get better till you learn what to do to take care of yourself it mm. doesn't have to be forever right but how do you identify that something is actually wrong in the mind when you realize that you're not happy interesting elaborate i want to achieve x i'm not being able to achieve x i've tried every way and i realize that i am irritated frustrated not happy so i look back and think about what i've been doing and i realize okay so either i there are a couple of options either i realize i have no idea why this is happening so right. i go to a therapist to understand what's going wrong in my life mm-hmm. or i understand what's wrong in my life and i realize that i don't know how to fix it so i go to a therapist and say here's my problem help me fix it or i realize that I realize what's wrong and I know how to fix it and I go ahead and fix it. So you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need therapy. Right. But there's no harm in going for a little help. It's like mm-hmm. a leg up. It's it's like taking one round of medicine and then you're good to go. Your immunities are back up. Mm-hmm. What happens is just like any other physical ailment, mm-hmm. when we have undergone stress for extended periods of time, our immunity, our threshold is very very low. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need help for a while for a couple of months mm-hmm. to get back our immunity to help us see clearly because mm-hmm. imagine imagine what you go through mentally in a physical sense right you've been beaten and bruised mm-hmm. every point is sore yeah how are you going to go back into the ring mm-hmm. you have to heal yeah. you have to take a break yeah and sometimes you need someone else to put bomb because you can't reach the spot <laughs> yeah Yeah. That's what therapy helps you do. Mhm. It just helps you get back on your feet. Right. When therapy works well, mhm. Therapy is supposed to help you understand what went wrong, figure out what your way is of fixing it, and then be able to walk out of your therapist's office independently fixing things on your own. So you're basically mm-hmm. it's like when you break your leg, mm-hmm. you have a crutch for a while and then you let go of the crutch. The right. problem happens when you become addicted to therapy. Mm-hmm. When you never want to let go of the crutch. Right. How do you identify that? That ideally a good therapist should be able to. Right. There are so many clients of mine who have told them, you know what, I'm not going to meet you again. <laughs> or let's go from once a week to twice uh, twice in a month or once a month or once right. in three months. Mm-hmm. Come to me when there's a problem that you're not being able to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Um so I some people have this this urge to get out of therapy ASAP so they right. understand it on their own some people a therapist needs to give a little bit of a leg up to all right makes sense right doc so um i see that a lot of this I so mean, you've called me doc and i just want to put it out there and put out the disclaimer i'm not a doctor that is true i call That's her doc out of habit <laughs> which has nothing to do with me or me propagating anything i'm really not a doctor yeah <laughs> i have not done a phd or an mbbs let's just put it out there yes all right yes right. your question so again doc what's up right <laughs> right cuz you're bugs bunny i'm bugs bunny <laughs> damn um, what's up doc is basically yeah pretty much it, right? <laughs> all right 
So, um, I noticed that a lot of it comes from the fact that we've given away, uh, given away our power to something. Like, we're dependent on a lot yes. of things. So, for the person listening at home, and this happens to be my second last question. Uh, for the person sitting at home, on their own, what are the steps, two, three, five, whatever you uh, you can go with, to at least start to realize that they've let go of that power? When you find yourself saying statements like, I couldn't help this. Mm-hmm. I had no choice. I had no choice. Right. I'm feeling like this because mm-hmm. I'm feeling like this happened, so I'm sad. This happened, so I'm irritated. So and so said this to me. So I am now so upset. So now, let's let's actually talk about this for two minutes and mm-hmm. understand the difference. Right. People who are in our inner circle, and there shouldn't be more than five people in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. When they talk to you, of course, what they're saying is going to affect you. When your when your parents turn around and tell you that you're completely useless, I'm not saying that you, it should be water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. It is going to affect you. Yeah. When someone close or someone in authority, so mm-hmm. someone who's a subject matter expert says, you know what? So, for example, you're an artist, right? And a layman says, ugh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Versus a senior artist says something to you. The way you take these two pieces of criticism has to be different. Right. It can't be the same. Mm -hmm. Right? Because the other person doesn't know what they're talking about. And one person does. Yeah. Or if if my boss were to tell me that I'm... Who's never eaten anything that I've cooked before were to say, you're a horrible cook. And I go to sleep feeling terrible about myself. Mm -hmm. Because she said I'm a horrible cook. She's yeah. not an authority. She hasn't tasted my food. You know, yeah. I mean... It's coming from on. a place of assumption. And it's coming from a... I need to be able to distinguish between whose opinion should mean how much to me on what subject. Mm-hmm. When I find myself feeling overwhelmed by other people's opinions, mm-hmm. is I think your best um, trigger to understand that you've lost power. Right. How do you start to reframe that then? Like the you same statements to, that you mentioned. Right. Like just to keep it like really, really simple. I had no choice versus what? Or I'm, hap- uh, I'm happy because versus what? So first of all, own it. Mm-hmm. The, the emotion needs to be owned. I chose to be happy right. when this happened. Mm-hmm. So that's when it comes to an emotion. Right. When it comes to the thought of no choice, mm-hmm. then it has to be what could I have done differently? Right. And if there is nothing that I could have done differently and in all ways, the same thing was going to happen. Like, I hear this so often when someone loses a family member. Mm -hmm. I could have done something. Right. So we have to go back and look at it. And if there was nothing that you could have done, there has to be a sense of acceptance and not frustration and anxiety. Right. Now, this is sometimes difficult to do at home, which is why I recommend you go meet a therapist. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why I recommend everyone go see a therapist. <laughs> well, at whatever point you need to. Yeah. Like, for example... Not like a blanket way of everyone needs to go see a therapist. but At some point or another. Yeah. I feel if you need help, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Yeah. There's nothing to be... You don't feel ashamed to have... You know, to do steam inhalation when you have a cold. Why do you feel ashamed to just take some time for yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel ashamed to go out and pamper yourself when you don't feel ashamed to go buy really expensive medicine to fix your or, or buy a really expensive wrap for your twisted foot? Yeah. 
Makes sense. Right, Doc. My last question. Mm-hmm. Where can these people reach out to you? So how I Instagram right. Anchorage Counseling Services is my handle. Mm-hmm. That's Anchorage, like. Like well, an anchor. Place yeah. In Alaska, I'm not in Alaska. <laughs> I'm in Delhi. There's some confusion regarding that, but it's really the nautical term of right. Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And then you can also reach out to me on my uh, my cell number, mm-hmm. which is nine eight one double eight nine two six one four. Right. Well, damn, Doc, this has been good. Yeah, it was an interesting <laughs> conversation. I think we covered a lot of things. We covered a lot of things. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. So it much, was my so much, pleasure. So All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helped you uh, kind of break out of whatever uh, dependency or at least start to identify whatever dependency you have. And for anything, if you do feel that you need to ask for help, uh, I will be adding the number and the Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, if you have any feedback, as you know, you can find me on Instagram at Adhar Malhotra. And until next time, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.